Welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We're so glad you're here. And this is just where we talk about things of design, interior design, our, the design of our lives and our friendships and our parenting and our all of it. So we're glad you're here. Today we're actually going to get to talk about um, identity and we have lots of conversations about that often and we're actually going to talk about how to make your house a home and so we're just really glad you're here. I think we're at episode five now. Episode five, yeah. It's crazy. I can't believe it. So, so exciting. Identity, Lynn. Identity. So I have actually had a lot of um, great conversations with people about this and this is, I feel like, one of the things that is the root of a lot of problems in a lot of relationships and in a lot of um, just living day to day. And I totally get it because I was the person that didn't know really who I was for a really, really long time. And I think especially when you're in the throes of having little kids, um, you're so wrapped up in just keeping them alive every day. Like mm-hmm. you're, you're like a mom of little people and that just can be... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that can just be totally exhausting and where you find your purpose. You, you know, you're just just a mom. Right. And in our culture, we talk about what we're going to be, who we're going to be. Right. And we kind of plant that seed really young for our kids. Mm-hmm. And we chew on it and then um, are confused by it, I think, once we are all grown up. You know, who are you going to be? Well, how about... Who did God make you to be? Mm-hmm. And who has he what called you, you to be? Yeah, yeah. It's, there's a lot packed into that. But I think our identity, ultimately, as people who love and follow God, it's found in him. Mm-hmm. And he is what makes us enough. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Right now, that song, um, he's a good, good father. What, yeah. What's, oh, what's, is that yeah. the name of I'm the song? I'm not going to sing it. Yes, yeah, Good Father. I'm not singing it, though, so. Yeah, the lyrics of that song, like the other day yeah. when we were worshiping at church and we were singing that song and the words, um, you're a good, good father, that's who you are, and I'm loved by you, that's who I am. Yeah. That struck a chord in my heart, and I just stood there for a little bit. Mm. And I was like, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I yeah. am loved by God. No matter what. No matter what. But that's also defines, I believe, I think, who I am. Yeah. And everything that I do is wrapped up in my Savior. And if you realize that, you know, when you realize that you are created by the most incredible being in the universe, and yet he created you right now for a purpose that is good. Mm -hmm. You know, he made you, he said that you are good. Mm -hmm. And how many movies and fairy tales, like we are raised with them, that we need a man You know, Mm -hmm. we need our Prince Charming and he will save us. Mm -hmm. You know, he will sweep us off our feet and he Mm -hmm. will save us. And we want that. And there's something strangely, um, just we, we we hunger for that, Mm -hmm. you know, as women, I think, you know, now I I do know there are some women that don't like that. They, you know, they don't struggle with that at all. But I think deep down, all of us want to be loved like that. Mm-hmm. And yet we look to it in humans and we look to men or friendships or whatever it is for that to save us and mm-hmm. that to fulfill us. And people are fickle and they fail us. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you on that one. And I've had to like learn that because I wanted Kurt when we first started dating, you know, we were like teenagers and um, he was, you know, a good guy. He had lots of friends and I wanted to be the only one he wanted 
like the only thing he needed, mm-hmm. you know, and I wanted him to be that for me. And so I would get, you know, either pouty or whiny or clingy, yeah. even though I'm not a clingy person. I took it that when he wanted to do something with somebody else, like with the band guys or with something else, I took that as you love them more than me just mm-hmm. because he wanted to spend some time with them. And that was so wrong. So, so wrong. Yeah. yeah, that's not good. We've all done that. Right. When, yep. You know, I was young. I was stupid. I wanted him to be completely infatuated with me to the point where he needed me like I needed him mm-hmm. because I was looking to him to fulfill something in me that he couldn't do. He wasn't created mm-hmm. to do. Like, that's not the purpose for a relationship in any relationship, mm-hmm. you know, but... I, I see that when I meet with sometimes with younger girls, they um, in their early twenties or or even in their later twenties, and they are wanting or expecting their boyfriends to be God to them, mm-hmm. and they're going to be maybe a great husband one day and a great boyfriend, but they're going to be a lousy God. Like they're not <laughs> going to yeah. be. they're going to be so disappointed Mm -hmm. and the sooner you learn that like I just feel like that would just be so great for girls to not have to need that level of adoration from Mm -hmm. human interaction you know right and there's something so much more fulfilling in the God who sees us Mm -hmm. and the God who knows us Uh, and that he knows our name that's a beautiful thing if you really dig into it Um, In the Bible, in Isaiah 43, verse 1, it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. That's great. I think, you know, maybe there's somebody listening today that needs to hear that, that you're putting your hope in people, and they're going to fail you time and again. Mm -hmm. And that's just not what we were created to be. And so we need to find our identity, not in what people think of us or see us as or what we need from them. We need to go to the one who gave us life and has called us his. And mm-hmm. that's the design for. Yeah. And then those other relationships, when you are looking at it through the right the, perspective, the right perspective, they fall into place and they're Beautiful. There's freedom there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can love better and be loved better when your identity and your fulfillment comes from God and not from people. One thing we were talking about a little bit ago before we fired up these mics Mm -hmm. was how we find sometimes we sorry when you said fired up the mics i was like oh it's a hot mic (laughs) hot mic yeah we (laughs) we like to go um, snl a lot oh mercy (laughs) we have watched a few just um get it for inspiration (laughs) don't judge i know this may someone's out there judging just get get over it (laughs) and we might have to post some links to some funny stuff on this post (laughs) just for fun okay so, yes, we were talking before the mics were hot. Yeah, on these, yeah. <laughs> but we look at the people around us, mm-hmm. the girl next to us, mm-hmm. and somehow the gifts that she has and the way that she was made seems better than the way we're made. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, she's probably doing the same thing. Right. And sometimes I think if you take a step back and you simplify, and like we had mentioned before, and I think it was our intro episode, look at the things that you're good at and the mm-hmm. things that you love and how God made you and own them. You yeah. know, he has a purpose for you right here in this world uh, for his glory and for your good. He really does. You don't have to be like the girl next door. Um, 
you need to be you. That's right. And I've been growing that in the last few years, looking at myself and realizing what I'm not the best at. Like mm. I have friends who are awesome at having their house tip top and clean and I strive for a clean home but right right it's not like you're trying to right but at the same time I'm not that girl like right. we have you know we live how we live and we you know try to keep things put away and as clean as possible but mm-hmm. it's got to be livable it's it got it to be your but normal. at the same time my you know some people are gifted in organization and mm. That's their thing. And you know what? You need to call that friend and have her come over. I've had my friend, like at Kelly, again, we've mentioned her. She's come over to my house and helped me bag up toys and get rid of them and say, you don't need that. You need to get rid of it. Because her gift is one of the things that she's really good at is taking care of her home and being organized. And But, you know, I don't have to be her. I can take her or call her name. Call the name of Kelly and say, come help me. And let her, let your friends yes. use their gifts in your life. Oh like golly. I have sister-in-laws who are amazing cooks, Yes, basically oh. three of them, and I they know how to do things that I don't. And so I don't have to try to compete with them. I can let them be the that, awesome people right. that cook and make beautiful things and know how to come yeah. up with things. And, and I can okay. call them and say, can you help me? Or yeah. can, Hey, I need, I need looking for a good, re- a great recipe. Yeah. But we don't have to be good at everything. No. You don't. No, and we're not you, supposed to be. And you we're don't not. have to be. So one of the things I think with identity is we don't have to strive to be a woman who does it all. You mm-hmm. need to be the woman who does what you can, what you are made to do. And, and then, do it well. And then let the people around you use their gifts yeah. to, you know, it builds them use, up. And it's Yeah, then you can use your, your, your craft. You can use to help them. You know, it's like we're all hands and feet here, people. No one's trying to be That's other people. That's right. And there's so much freedom there. Ugh. So it's so much better. I agree. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I have felt pressure for years and years. I'm an outgoing person and you know, I, I'm now realizing, you know, I've, I've got issues like everybody else, but, um, you know, my husband's in ministry and when we first moved here, I felt the pressure to be like the, a great pastor's wife. And I am just not the typical pastor's wife. And I was struggling at that point. <laughs> That's really <laughs> funny because I know the thought of yeah. me being, mm-hmm. I know, I know, right? Only God can do stuff like this. But um, I was like really struggling and I was just trying to be somebody who appeared to have it all together all the time. And I was not. And when I, I crashed like three and a half years ago and I fell to pieces and um, my brain just honestly, I got lost in my own hometown when I kind of came to a realization of, um, just my own sin and being sinned against in the past and hurts and brokenness. Just, it, I just couldn't pretend anymore and it bubbled out of me and it broke me and it was ugly, ugly, mm-hmm. ugly. And I, um, had to, you know, I had to lay down some things and surrender and ask for help. And that was really hard for me because I am a go getter and I don't like saying that I need help. And, then realizing that, okay, my, I need help in like so many areas. I don't even know. I don't know who I am. I don't know what I like. I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. Like, who am I? Yeah. I had to really like grapple through that. And, um, I got into counseling because I love counseling and (laughs) (laughs) seriously, don't make me leave. Um, I love counseling and, I remember she told me to go to the book of Ephesians and start reading it. And if I couldn't, I, I, at that point, I really struggled just reading. I couldn't, 
put like sentences together. Like it just didn't make sense to me and um, I couldn't retain anything. And so I, I would listen to it like audio, mm-hmm. like on your phone, know how you can get yeah. like the version and you can yeah. listen to it. So I remember listening to it yeah. in my ears and then I was able to read it, but I, I just love that in Ephesians 1, 4, it says, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family, like in advance. So he was planning on this way before me and mm-hmm. me decide, realizing that I wasn't enough into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Like that's who God has called me to be. You know, he has adopted me into his family and he has showered his kindness on me Mm -hmm. and all his wisdom and his understanding and like Isaiah forty nine sixteen says yeah. that I have engraved you on the palm of my hands. So oh. our names as his daughters, people who are yeah. walking in faith and trust in his blood, our names are written on his hand, right. in the palm of his hand. We are his. Right. And when we really get that, like the freedom. So then I had to start walking through healing. And like, so I still suffer. Like I still struggle with major depression and all these issues, but I know who I am and I know how to fight it now better than ever before. And the way that God has used that brokenness, not to shame, which Mm -hmm. I wanted to believe the lie during that time that I was now damaged goods in that. How in the world can I be a ministry wife when Mm -hmm. I am so broken and damaged and to see how God is just so rich and he, you know, he lavishes his Mm -hmm. love and mercy on us that now I'm able to use that in like the best ways possible. And I just love the way he's using the brokenness and the ugly parts to reveal himself through me that, yeah, Mm -hmm. I can't do it on my own and I don't have, I don't have to. Right. In Christ, he defines who we are. It's not our past. It's not our sin. Mm -mm. You know, what was done to us or the shame of the things, you know, even now that we do and fall into sin. We're not defined by that. We're defined by his son and we're covered in the blood of Christ. Our slates are wiped clean. And like, that is where I feel like a lot of girls get tripped up. They, and they just keep camping that they get out of it for a couple of days. And yes, you're right. I am called, um, I'm set apart. I am his, I am, Mm -hmm. you know, I am free from that. But then they, you know, like we all, we all get trapped back down into the shame and the guilt and we let that own us and define us where, Mm -hmm. you know, we just really need to daily choose to walk in who God has called us to be. And who is that? You have Mm -hmm. a daughter of the most high. You are not what the enemy is whispering to you. That's That's a lie. And what you were saying, I was thinking this earlier when you were saying, um, talking about Ephesians and how you were at such a dark place where at that time you couldn't even read Mm-mm. read you no. couldn't retain anything so you would listen to it and um it makes me think of the verse in the bible where it says faith comes by hearing mm. and hearing by oh, the word of god yeah. and i i am someone who truly believes that um our faith is stronger when we hear spoken words of truth out loud mm. so when you you know if you are in a dark place or having a hard time you can speak a verse out loud in that situation Absolutely. and i believe There's that power in that yeah the holy spirit will show up 
and you know the darkness and the wickedness will go packing and God can fill that situation in that space and so let's be you know if you you know if you're struggling in sin or or um or hurt or just confusion speak truth over the situation you know and maybe that's something daily we all need to do is one of the other things we were talking about um you know, God defining who we are and not our past. On the flip side of that, our accomplishments also and the things mm-hmm. that, you know, we think we're Hoping awesome at the or that our hope. jobs, mm-hmm. those don't define us either. No. So, like, you know, I, I have this friend right now who is really struggling. She is, she's someone who loves the Lord deeply, but she has uh, a family member who basically will say things to her like, you know, I have the perfect life and I am this. Oh, no. So this woman doesn't realize that brokenness is part of humanity. Yeah. And so it's a a real hard thing because it's just this. (laughs) She tell her, just wait, honey, it's coming for you. (laughs) A lot of us struggle with telling us, telling ourselves that we are nothing and that we Aren't good enough. Aren't good enough. And then some of us struggle with telling ourselves and everyone around us that, you know what, we, we're we pretty awesome. And you know what? And that's both pride. Both of those ditches are pride, you know, whether it's like self-loathing. Yeah. It's just a different way of right. that's why looking it's, for... It's a, healthy, it's a healthy thing to have your eyes on God and not too much on what's happened or what we're doing, mm. but always have our eyes on him and he makes us clean and he makes us whole. Yeah. And let's go Amen. back there. So, um, but like even to for teaching our kids, like, you know, when so much of our culture is wrapped up in who are you going to be when you grow up, mm-hmm. you know, what are you going to do? And, um, you know, they, there's such pressure for them to figure it all out, you know, before right. they're, when they're 18, like, mm-hmm. come on now. Like, why don't we ask our kids, what do you love? What do you think God's gifted you with? And what breaks your heart? And then you need to go and do that. One thing about that that I think is hard is when we put too much focus on education and degrees and getting these things, um, once we've arrived there, well, you're also kind of lost because now what? Like I've achieved and what am I? Getting back to the subject of God being our identity, finding our identity and our Lord. I've been reading a lot about in the Bible of when God calls people, when he, Mm. when he calls us, when God called my name, he knew fully who I was and all that I had done. And he said, you were going to do that's it. it Yeah. He's, he saw it all, but he, even in the mess, he calls our, our name Mm. and once we believe in Christ, we're given a new name and that's, redeemed we are redeemed um and so from that point on we're called by his name i Mm. believe we're written on his hands yes um when he looks at us he sees jesus in us he sees the righteousness that is only through his son mm -hmm. so you know do we realize that we have a new name that we are seen and known and have our identity wrapped up in who he is and what he's done for us we're no longer just moms or hmm. their girl who is unnoticed, um, or or the girl that gets noticed all the time because she's you know what I mean right. loud and obnoxious, right? Or just plain old born beautiful, yeah, right. So oh we are His and we bear His name mm-hmm. when we answer that call. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, even like Abram became Abraham and Sarai became Sarah. 
and Jacob became Israel. Um, you know, sometimes people, if you look at those stories, uh, when people get, he, you know, gets a new name. I think even Jacob, when um, God called him Israel, he got his new name, mm-hmm. right? It was Jacob meant deceiver. Right. And um, choose to walk in our new name, you know, what God has called you to do. Mm-hmm. On my way here this morning, uh, when I was driving for our little um, podcast. Get together. Yeah. Um, I, there was a, I was listening to Moody Radio and a pastor was on there talking and he was saying that um, when you see, he was explaining how in the Bible when the word Lord is capitalized, oh. it means Yahweh, which means right. I am and how that's God's name. He is eternal mm. forever. I am. Yes. And isn't that just in perspective to be called w- adopted by this God? Um, you chosen, set apart, right. before we were even born. That changes your day, doesn't it? And that changes how we look at ourselves when we identify with this God who is mm-hmm. I am. And that he loves us and he sees us and has a plan for us. He can use us, mm-hmm. warts and all, you know? <laughs> like, Amen. Seriously. Yeah, we don't have <laughs> that to That gives such hope, you know? like One of the things that I do with my kids at night, and when I tuck them in, I ask them, weird questions let's say I'll, I'll ask them things like what's the most important thing in the world right and sometimes they don't remember the conversation and they'll say I don't know or they'll say you know just the most hilarious thing mm-hmm. but I always want to remind them that the point of this life isn't about um the t-ball game or right. it's not about winning the soccer game or right. what we're going to do next mom the you know, oh, yeah, what content, can, yeah, I know. the whole point of this life is knowing God. And I tell my, I say to my kids, you know, listen for God's call on your life. One yeah. day he's going to call your name. Um, and, and I'm, I love that in John 10, when he says like, my sheep will follow me because they yeah. know my voice. Yeah. Like, yes. And I tell them that, I guess I have like a, a soapbox where, <laughs> <laughs> where I have a little bit of a problem where I don't like to say, I want you to be saved or she got saved or let's be saved because when I hear that, I think it's over at saved. I got mm-hmm. saved. It's over. And it's, you know, it, it's not about being saved. It's so much more. It's about knowing mm-hmm. God to know God changes your life. It's not about being saved. It's about knowing God, knowing him in a deeper way. And it goes on for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than just, in your head knowledge it's knowing who he says he is is true and then that means that who he says i am that's true too in the simplest form the god of the universe mm-hmm. knows your name mm-hmm. he knows my name and he is above all and every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is lord and guess what he knows your name he made you and he wants you to follow him so how much of who we are and how we were created reflects in our homes? I don't know about you. I feel like when I get home and, you know, my house is a mess, I feel a mess. Do you know what I mean? Like it reflects on me. Mm-hmm. If I don't ever clean it up, if I just let things like continue to get out of control, I feel and will react out of control like it, it affects me. And I also know when I have my house perfect, that's not me either. Like, you know, I, I don't have my house perfect all the time. The colors that I have in my home 
are colors that I like, right? Like I wouldn't paint my house colors I didn't like or colors that my husband hates. So our design chat today, we're going to talk about how to make your house a home. Let's do that. Right. And I love where you're going with this because, oh man, I think we all went, it's pressure having people over and having them come into your Mm -hmm. house and feeling like it's enough. Because they do see, like when people come over to your home, it it, it says something about you, right? Whether It's a reflection of you. It really is. And now this doesn't mean that you have to have your house like picked up all the time and that you have to be living in this beautiful, desperate housewives situation, like... It's just not like that. So we're talking more about the design of your home. So for instance, in my house, I like color. So I also love neutrals, though. So I I get this conflict going on inside me because I want it to have, like, color, but I don't want it to have too much color because I don't want to feel like like a unicorn barfed in my house or anything. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds beautiful. (laughs) Because I'm sure when unicorns barf, it's rainbow colored. Mm. Yes, it would be. Yeah. So like in my home, I love having like the staples, the, 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 the walls are neutral. Mm-hmm. I don't like putting too much color on my walls unless I know, you know, it's a specific room or whatever, but, um, I do it one room at a time, mm-hmm. you know? So like, let's start in, like I did, we did my office here, my little home office and I knew I wanted it bright and cheery because we do live in the Midwest, the Northern Midwest, and there's a lot of gray days. Mm-hmm. And I do love gray, but I just knew and I needed one space. Yeah, I needed yeah. a space that I could just have white and bright. Mm-hmm. And Lynn um, is sort of the master of making things homey. So she, I wouldn't say like master. in this, if you look around her house, the way that, you know, you walk in, let's say you walk into someone's house and you see, sometimes it just doesn't feel very mm-hmm. inviting or you know there's not not a lot of decor or maybe mm-hmm. any because people you might Just not know what, what to do, do. Right. so we're going to give you some ideas for that and um like Lindsay's house she has lots of little vignettes she's like oh, the vignette mercy. queen so that would be like a get maybe a gathering a little clustering of a stack of books with a candle and a lamp right next to it try to do it in odd numbers yeah no even numbers when you do things like threes work well threes and fives mm-hmm. Right, and so or just one, you know, yeah, like just, just one. one statement mm-hmm. thing on a table can just be enough to like on my harvest table in my in my dining room. I just have a lantern, just like a oil, you know, kerosene old style mm-hmm. lantern. Just that that's enough. I don't need to have a bunch of crap on my table because we use it, you know, and yeah. I don't want it to become something where my kids don't feel mm-hmm. like they can pull up to the table and draw or eat. Mm-hmm. Same with my island. I actually have nothing on my island. Just because it needs to be efficient, too. Right, and you have other spots in your home that you... Right, so then I choose the other places to vignette. Right, yep. And so as far as stacks of books go, we love taking the book covers off our books oh, and seeing the pretty binding. dust jackets off. Yeah, and just because the cover, you know, usually there's a really nice color. Just kind of this raw, earthy... I love it. It's just beautiful. Feel once you get once you start looking at bookends. So and usually it's like embossed a little bit. Like yeah, the titles either. Right. It's not some kind it. of shiny bookend. And so, you know, your books, if it's a prized book and you want to keep it unfaded, then you might want to, you know, tuck that one away because sometimes lights will fade a book cover, but um generally I'm not too worried about that because I read my books. I use them. I, I love, or sometimes they're just things that are sitting out for decor. Right. And we are um, also big fans of shopping 
resale. Goodwill. Yeah. yeah. And, and buy, buying a little, you Yard know, sales. quarter for a quarter, you can buy a couple books and then yeah. you can stack those pretty little books on your table and maybe put like a, one little sculptural piece on the top. Yeah. Absolutely. To finish it off. A little teacup, maybe you can go to like, mm-hmm. like yard sales are also great spots to find like even old lamps. If you find an old lamp and you can spray paint that thing and. Yeah. And that's those things, doing those types of things. I help you find ownership in your home so if you're filling it with mm-hmm. you know you could go to Gordman's or a place like that and buy like a bunch of little lamps or whatever things that all match but if you go to yard sales or maybe repurpose some things or you know maybe just have one new na- lamp in your house and maybe a couple that you have fixed up then you have you buy-in right. on your own like you're like I made you know I fixed yeah. this lamp up and it becomes it homey you. it has and a it story reflects- yeah, and it does reflect you. So yeah. those are also ways that you can, you know, make your your house more homey is by having some things that you've... That you love. Put a little time into. And I, I do, like when I was at my mom's trying to help her vignette her house a little bit, and I helped her with some gallery walls because some of her pictures were just a little spacey. They weren't in any... They were mm-hmm. just you know, where there was a nail, she hung mm-hmm. a picture and she just didn't know where to start, which is totally okay. So I helped her work on some things, but then I was like, mom, do you even love this? And she was like, she just has, you know, stuff. Right. We and, have stuff that we don't even and know. I, why we and then it. she has stuff like that. I bought her when I was like eight and I'm like, ma, I love you. You don't need to keep this to show that I love you. So get, yes. get rid of it. I'll get you something else. But like just moving things around that she already had in her house and, um, putting things where, she could see like she has this whole James Harriet collection of books. Like she loves mm-hmm. old books and my mom loves history and stuff. So I'm like, let's bring some of those books out of the office and have them around you. Cause it'll, mm-hmm. it brings joy to you. So let's evoke yeah. that. And when you're yeah. in a room, like let's not have it stuff around you that you mm-hmm. don't even like, like let's get rid of that stuff. And, right. and you don't have to have a lot. We can, you can decorate your home very minimally. I think less is more. And that's the key is just having a few things out that, make an impact or that have a story or that you love you know let's not just go buy all matching stuff from a store you know let's spread it out a bit and see yeah but you know if you're not that person either though to be able to like be crafty or or if that's just not your skill set you just really want it to just look prettier I would say also then don't buy it all from the same place. Yes, exactly. You can, you can bring more personality and make it feel a little bit more alive by not having everything from one store. Yeah. From one line. Yeah. Um, Oh, I agree. So I'm so, yeah. Like mm -hmm. furniture, Mm -hmm. like to not have it all matchy matchy and pillows. So they're not all matchy matchy. And I agree. Another way to create kind of a homey feel in your home is to get some fresh flowers, go out and, Hack down some yes. of your beautiful landscaping, Mercy. slam it in a mason jar, or a, gently place it in a vase, <laughs> however you want to do it. But that will make, every day, doing something like that, it gets you outside, for one, and that's a good feeling. And then it, it just brings something pretty Inside. and alive to your house. And that's something that, I love fresh flowers, and that was the first thing that I had to axe from our budget when we were, like, we have to live pretty simply, and... I was so sad about it, but then I just would go out. I literally just cut hosta leaves sometimes and yep. bring them in and some like, like twigs off a tree. 
Like some of the green. Well, like don't get me seriously. started. I have a love for twigs and weeds. So you can make some beautiful arrangements mm. out of reeds. And it doesn't even have to be an arrangement. Put it in a vase. You might really like it. Yeah. If I'm ever given flowers from someone, I, I separate the leaves yeah. from like all of the greenery mm-hmm. and the actual flowers. So I'll take, I'll make two vases, one of just the, the greens. greens and then, cause I love the way the green looks together. And then one that's just the flowers. That's so pretty. So sometimes if I pick flowers or things in my yard, I'll also separate the leaves and I'll keep them. Yeah. Maybe I'll put them in a little jar for, you know, a few days. Oh, and to sit I out love or, separating them and making like some little ones. So like I can put one little mason jar that's better in my bathroom, like my guest bathroom. And so then there's something alive in there because nothing mm-hmm. lives in the boys' bathroom. Let's just be honest. I don't put green, I don't put flowers in my boys' bathroom. No, although okay. I don't think flowers would even help it at this point. But <laughs> um, yes, in my guest bathroom, I'll put a little thing of flowers mm-hmm. just from my yard. I mean, I'm saving money and it's just so pretty and it's effortless. Like mm-hmm. it's just easy. Another way to kind of freshen up your house would be to move things around constantly give them new homes yeah and it will you know make it feel fresh and new and sometimes maybe that's just what you need to you know settle you enjoy it a little bit yeah. enjoy your room a little bit more is move things around how uh, often do we do that like our husbands mm-hmm. don't even know where things actually belong because we have just <laughs> moved right. stuff well, around I, we do it we do it a lot maybe too much i get bored easily so and how about let's invite people over to our houses and make memories and let's not make excuses for not having the perfect home. Love what you have. Enjoy right now. Let yourself. You, you yeah. know, we don't have to perform for people. No. Have a few nice things out. So I was over at my cousin's house and I remember her telling me when I got there, she's like, don't mind. There was like dog, you know, she had like this dust on our floor and stuff like just totally normal. And she said, Lynn, my house is supposed to be lived in and it's lived in. So I'm glad you're here. And I was like, that. Some, just, I'll never forget her saying that because th- that's something I, I totally stole it from her. So it's like, our house is meant to be lived in and loved and enjoyed. And you know what? That's what we do here. So there'll be a little bit of sticky floors sometimes, but I'm glad you're here. Right. right. Invite some friends over and don't allow negative words to come out of your mouth about your home. Oh my gosh. Don't, don't let apologize. it come out. Don't point it out, number one, because they'll never notice. No. Nope. But how about just invite them over with a... Don't say I'm a so welcoming sorry. smile and just don't make it about the things and it won't be about the things. Amen. That's a perfect way to end. Well, I'm really glad that we had this little chat today. This is just great. I love it. I love um, talking about things that actually matter in our homes and in our lives. And I just, you know, we hope that you guys are having a great day today, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, know that you are loved. Bye. Bye.